Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Today is Wednesday, July 31st. What to know today about the Democratic debates and how a new law could mean President Trump doesn't make it onto California's primary election ballot. Plus a lawsuit over a controversial sports call a way to type with your mind, and say goodbye to mini shampoo bottles at your next hotel stay. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in less than 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. Get ready for night two of the Democratic presidential debates tonight with the second set of 10 candidates squaring off on key issues. Until then, here are a few highlights from last night's debate when the first 10 candidates took the stage. They went back and forth over issues like health care, immigration, gun control and climate change. So let's start with health care. The candidates debated Medicare for all. Top candidates Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are all in. They say health care is a universal right. But not all candidates agree. Others, like John Delaney and Governor Steve Bullock, called it a bad idea, saying it could eliminate private health insurance for millions of Americans. Others were in the middle, like Pete Buttigieg and Beto O'Rourke. There were similar big differences within the party about student debt relief and how much the government should cover college costs. The more moderate Democrats also criticized some of the more progressive Democrats for wanting to decriminalize illegal immigration. But the candidates seem to agree on other issues, like wanting stricter gun laws. They're pushing for expanded background checks, and they all want to crack down on the use of assault weapons. Of course, some candidates had more talk time than others. The New York Times kept track. Elizabeth Warren spoke the most with 18 and a half minutes, followed closely by Bernie Sanders, then Pete Buttigieg. Marianne Williamson and John Hickenlooper spoke the least. The next 10 candidates will debate tonight. One closely watched rematch will be between former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Kamala Harris. They had the most intense and talked about back and forth the first debate. This week, though, there may be even more on the line, especially for candidates who are lower in the polls. The next round of debates in September will be much harder to qualify for based on donors and polling numbers. You can watch night two of the Democratic presidential debates on CNN starting at 8 o'clock Eastern time tonight. If President Trump wants to be on California's ballot in the primaries, he'll have to release his tax returns. That's at least what a new law says that was signed by the state's Democratic governor yesterday. CBS News reports the law demands people running for president or governor in California hand over five years of federal tax returns. If they don't, they will not be included on the state's primary election ballot. The law is supposed to start right away, meaning candidates running for president in 2020 would have to hand over their returns, including President Trump. But The Hill reports this likely will face legal challenges. President Trump's campaign says states are not allowed to do this and calls the move unconstitutional. At the same time, supporters say this is a win for transparency and accountability. Either way, President Trump can get out of it by just not participating in the California primary. The Hill says he would likely still get the 2020 Republican nomination. But there's a chance more states could pass a similar law. Seven other states are reportedly pushing for the same thing right now. To be continued. 
North Korea fired off another round of short-range missiles for the second time in a week. NBC News says they were launched off the country's east coast, putting South Korea's military on alert. Keep in mind, the North launched two missiles last week as well. Vox reports both test launches could be a message that the North is not happy about a joint military exercise between the U.S. and South Korea that is planned for next month. As of early this morning, President Trump has not responded to this. But The Washington Post says he didn't seem too concerned about last week's launch and just said many countries test short-range missiles. Two different hurricanes are headed toward Hawaii, threatening the area with strong winds and heavy rain over the next several days. So let's start with Hurricane Eric. AccuWeather reports the wind speeds reached 130 miles per hour yesterday, and by the afternoon, it was a Category 4 storm. Even though it's strong right now, forecasters say it will probably drop back down to a tropical storm or depression once it actually gets close to Hawaii. Either way, high surf is expected to start in that area tonight, then heavy rainfall and strong winds tomorrow and Friday. Hurricane Flossie will then follow Eric. The Weather Channel reports Flossie could hit a Category 3 or stronger by tomorrow. But just like Eric, the storm is expected to weaken as it gets closer to land. So far, forecasters aren't exactly sure where Flossie will hit, but it could bring more bad weather to Hawaii early next week. That controversial call that some believe cost the New Orleans Saints a trip to the Super Bowl earlier this year is now headed to court. CBS Sports reports the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell and three referees from that game in January will be questioned under oath. It's all because a New Orleans lawyer is alleging NFL officials committed fraud. Remember, officials did not flag a pass interference or roughness penalty against the Rams cornerback. Ultimately, the New Orleans Saints lost and the L.A. Rams went on to the Super Bowl. The lawsuit calls it fraud and the attorney wants $75,000 in damages that he says he'll donate to charity. So far, no comment from the NFL. The next hearing is set for late August, and the questioning will likely happen in September. In other sports news, the U.S. women's national team head coach, Jill Ellis, is stepping down. She was the first coach in history to win two back-to-back Women's World Cup titles. U.S. soccer says Ellis will leave the role in October after the latest World Cup victory tour. But she's not leaving U.S. soccer altogether. For at least the next year, she'll be an ambassador, representing U.S. soccer at events and speaking engagements. All right, we have more news ahead, but first I want to thank this week's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of skills, with classes in everything from photography and creative writing to productivity and entrepreneurship. I believe that in order to find what you're passionate about or most interested in, you have to try it. You have to try a lot of different things to know what grabs your interest. As a journalist, I'm curious about a lot of different topics, so I always love learning new things. Skillshare makes that possible in a convenient way. It's all online and on demand, so it fits your schedule. Join millions of other students learning on Skillshare, and you can start for free. The Newsworthy listeners get a special offer for two months free. Skillshare is offering the Newsworthy listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So sign up at Skillshare.com newsworthy. Again, go to Skillshare.com newsworthy to start your two months now. Skillshare.com newsworthy. All right, now back to the news. Facebook is one step closer to letting you type with your mind. TechCrunch says the company wants to develop technology that lets people type by just imagining what they want to say. The tech giant is partnering with researchers at several universities to try to do this. The idea is to try to find a way to decode speech from brainwaves in real time. CNN says during testing, researchers were able to instantly see a word or phrase on a computer screen that a participant was thinking. 
Scientists use implanted electrodes to make this happen. Eventually, Facebook wants to offer a non-invasive device, so there's still a lot of work to be done. And it will likely be a decade before people can actually use this technology. And of course, it does not come without concerns. Some worry about privacy, since the device can tap directly into the user's brain. Either way, scientists hope this can help people with conditions that make it hard to communicate, like ALS. For the first time in North America, scientists say an artificially conceived rhino was born. The AP reports the southern white rhino was born at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park last weekend. The mother was artificially inseminated in 2018 and carried the baby for more than a year. This birth is a pretty big deal. It gives scientists hope that they can save another rhino species, the northern white rhino. There's only two left on Earth, and they're close to extinction. So scientists hope to artificially inseminate southern white rhinos and use them as surrogates to breed northern white rhinos. It won't be easy. Researchers hope a northern white rhino will be born within the next 10 to 20 years. Well, pretty soon you will not be able to get miniature toiletries at one of the world's largest hotel chains, as in mini shampoo and conditioner bottles. CNN reports Intercontinental Group is getting rid of them, making it the first global hotel brand to do something like this. Intercontinental owns Holiday Inn, Crown Plaza, and Kimpton, and says it will take the small bottles out of its 840,000-plus rooms. Why? Well, the company points to environmental reasons. By doing this, the hotel chain says it can cut back on plastic waste and reduce its carbon footprint. The BBC says the chains will replace the mini-bottles with bulk-sized items instead, and it's already happening at about a third of the locations. The mini-bottles will be gone by the year 2021. Netflix is investing big money in three big budget films. The Wall Street Journal cites sources who say the streaming giant is investing more than $520 million to make these films. They are Dwayne Johnson's action movie Red Notice, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, and the film Six Underground. And Business Insider says the upcoming movies are bigger in budget and scale than any original film Netflix has released so far. Earlier this month, Netflix said it lost U.S. subscribers for the first time in nearly a decade, so Netflix hopes these new movies will keep current subscribers and bring in new ones. The first film to come out will likely be Six Underground later this year. And that's it for the main news today, but it's now time for Work Wednesdays, where we break down one interesting career or work-related news story every Wednesday. And Work Wednesday is brought to you by M.M. LaFleur, a wardrobe solution for professional women, Live with purpose, dress with ease. This week, we're talking about positivity and productivity in the workplace. A growing amount of research has shown a positive work environment can improve your health and performance versus one that is high pressure and cutthroat. There's an assumption that putting pressure on employees will push them to perform faster and better, but that's not necessarily the case. The American Psychological Association says more than 550 million workdays are lost each year because of job stress. And studies have shown that stress can cause you to be less engaged at work, meaning more call-outs, accidents, and errors. One 2015 study at the University of Warwick found that happiness led to a 12% spike in productivity, while unhappy workers were 10% less productive. Harvard Business Review says to create a positive and healthy culture at work, you need to inspire others, stop blaming people, forgive mistakes, and treat everyone with respect. Experts say when organizations have positive cultures, they're more effective and more productive. All right, thank you so much for listening today. But before you go, please be sure to vote and nominate the Newsworthy in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Today is the very last day you can vote. 
Today, Wednesday the 31st, is the last chance to nominate the Newsworthy. So if you take a few minutes to do this today and let me know on Instagram or by emailing staff at thenewsworthy.com, you'll be entered into a giveaway next week as a little thank you. To vote, just go to podcastawards.com, click the blue Nominations Now Open button, log in and select the Newsworthy in two categories, People's Choice and News and Politics. Thank you so much in advance for your support. As always, if you want to read more about any of the stories we talked about, just check out the links and sources listed in today's episode description in your podcast app or over on thenewsworthy.com. I'll be back with more news tomorrow. Have a great day. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.